Welcome to Two Hypnotherapists Talking with me, Denise Billen Mejia in Delaware, USA. And me, Martin Ferber in Preston, UK. This weekly podcast is for anyone and everyone who would like to know more about the fascinating subject of hypnosis and the benefits it offers. I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and psychotherapist. I'm a retired medical doctor turned consulting hypnotist. We are two hypnotherapists talking. So let's get on with the episode. Okay, so let's get on with the show indeed. Denise, introduce (laughs) our guest, please. I will indeed. As we both know, this is the incredible Sarah Buchanan-Smith, who does all sorts of things for us. She's been a real help for both Martin and Mm. me in our early part of our business because she specializes in helping people from various backgrounds figure out what the heck to do online (laughs) and actually (laughs) present yourself to the world. So thank you so much for agreeing to be with us, Sarah. Martin and I were both fascinated by the fact that you hadn't told us that you actually had studied hypnosis at one time. So you knew what we were talking about. I knew, we? I knew right from the start. That's why I loved working with you both. Absolutely. Yeah, um, you're in, you're in Edinburgh, right? Yes. Edinburgh, yeah. yes. Did you choose that intentionally or was it work-related that got you there in the first place? We chose it very intentionally. So husband born and bred in Edinburgh. Um, we were living in London. We had three little babies and... Um, taking them across Clapham Common in the dark on winter's nights to school was pretty grim. And it was what, kind of 2007, 2008, and London was all a bit, you know, getting a bit scary. So, yeah, no, we just decided that we wanted our babies to grow up um, up in Scotland, can maybe give them a bit more grounding. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we brought them up north. And my husband was determined they were he wasn't going to have Sassanac kids. So we they had to be they had to be re-educated into to become Scots. So yeah, I think I think the job's done. I think well, the first two are certainly Scottish. Sandy, my youngest, has got another couple of years until he graduates from Scots school. But yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> He'll be fine. <laughs> I also I'm I'm fascinated by the fact that your eldest son is now taking his gap here and Gone to Australia. Gone to Australia, yeah, with his tartan trues. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, is he is he on the uh, one of my nieces had a a visa come from Britain there. She she um she had a year she could work at anything, but she had to be working, and then she has to. Yeah, he's he's because he's working in a school, and he's actually got like a a a. you know, a full-time job, essentially. He was given, uh, there was all sorts of like sponsorship or something to do the yeah. job. He has to stay in that job. He can't go off and do bar work, you know. And then at the end of the year, he has to come home, which is such a shame. He's got to come home to his mum. <laughs> <laughs> but he's loving it. Oh, he's having the time of his life. I'd say he's just uh, transformed um, out and, you know, being outside most of the day, um, doing something he absolutely loves, and for him, as we you know, being out mm-hmm. that that school environment that didn't suit him, ironically, we were saying, um, yeah. yeah, ironically, <laughs> now being a, a you know an assistant teacher, which is bizarre, but it's just so brilliant to see him with that compassionate understanding and the enthusiasm and, and understanding of the little ones. That he's he's just like he's like a little kind of Pied Piper with his with mm-hmm. his. Um, with his with his little because he teaches the little really tiny ones mm-hmm. kind of remedial maths and all that kind of stuff so yeah he's having the time of his life right, well, well dare i say i can draw a comparison there sarah mm-hmm. okay in the word that you do 
because you teach with compassion. I know this from, <laughs> from being taught by you. Yeah. you. You teach with compassion and you're also teaching people things on a subject they probably know very little about, yeah. like search yeah. engine optimization, for yeah. example. And you make it easy as ABC. So I well, think you've got it off thing. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's always, that's really where I've come from. It's like that, that was right from the very start. I was 100% determined to teach it like I learned it, you know, mm-hmm. because, you know, search engine optimization, meta descriptions, you know, um, canonical. Oh, what fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the dullest, most, most kind of um, inaccessible thing you can possibly study. Mm. You know, so it was my absolute, I'm so determined to make mm. it as interesting as possible. Okay, and now, yeah, I, I try to make mm-hmm. it as possible, it but as accessible, <laughs> because as we know, and, you know, this is, you know, to kind of around the, the, the medical profession, perhaps, you know, there's a lot of kind of, you know, the kind of God complex and, you know, trying to keep things as complicated and, and as difficult to understand as possible. So you hold on to that knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, for, you know from, from my perspective, it's about sharing everything. Yeah. And I, that's what I think the internet is incredible for, you know, the democratization mm-hmm. of knowledge is, is just profound. Um, yeah. So, you know, my, my, my mission is to make, to make the most complicated stuff as, as accessible and fun to, to learn as possible. It's, it's like you say, anything to do with computers or the internet mm. or, <clears throat> you know, computer language, anything. Yeah. Once you know it, it's relatively easy. It's that fear yeah. of learning it. Yeah. But as you say, mm. there's so many mysteries out there. So, so many people or organizations will try and convince you that you will never be able to learn this. You must pay. Us oh, you must SEO. come and speak to the yeah. expert. Yeah. The, yeah. the sage, the SEO sage. Yes, master. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah. come on. And it's really it's brilliant. I love it. So one of my favorite things is when one of my clients, um, she was over in Florida and she'd had this website built for her by some, you know, some some bloke in a you know black leather swivel chair and kind of is you know that kind of <laughs> tight, tight tight t-shirt you know all that kind of stuff and um you know he'd bamboozled her, bamboozled her with all the lingo told her she couldn't possibly understand you know patted her on the head dear no 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 yeah you. um and it was brilliant she went back to him and kind of not ripped him to pieces but you know gave him this long list of things that were wrong with her, the website he'd built and he was just like Shh. <laughs> and, and had to go back and, and fix it all up for her and she had, then had a natural website that was working you know so I mm-hmm. and that was just through understanding the language you mm. know and I love that I love being able to empower people with you know with with that with with well I suppose yeah the knowledge and the and the power of understanding SEO and, and all that kind of content marketing side of things mm. yeah mm-hmm. what in your background led you to that I mean, I know a little bit about your backstory, but not everybody listening is. <laughs> so I think I am I am one of the most curious people I think you'll ever meet. I love it. My husband hates me for it. I'll tell you about my background in a minute. But so take me to a restaurant and mm-hmm. I will order the weirdest, funkiest thing on the menu that I've never heard of just because it sounds interesting. Oh, and and I and so he's like, why don't you just have fish and chips? Why do you have to have, you know, boiled sweetbreads? You know, it's like, and I said because you don't, you never know what 
it might it might yeah. be the most amazing thing in the world more likely or not it's going to be disgusting and i'm going to eat your fish and chips but you <laughs> never know so i you know i i come at life with this massive i think childlike enthusiasm and curiosity and and i always have so you know i think that comes from my from growing up all over the world mm-hmm. i was an expat kid saw all these different amazing cultures and then you know, I went into consulting and as my, you know, my background after I left university, because I was so interested in, in business and, and how it all worked together. But I couldn't stand the idea of, of, of working in a job for the rest of my life. I want, mm. I love the idea of projects and moving around and getting to fix new things and play in different areas. So that's kind of, you know, and, and then the other side of things is I love working out how things work you know, I failed maths GCSE, okay? And then for whatever, it was so boring, really badly taught. And I did my GCSEs in a year because I came back from living in the States. But I qualified as a management accountant because I was just like, this is so, like, it was so interesting just seeing how mm-hmm. all those, like all the bits kind of came together. And I think that's how, that's how I got into SEO. Because it was like, it was, I was, um, I'd been writing a huge, I, I was um, in strategic comms. So I was a partner in strategic strategic comms company. Mm. I was setting up the London office. COVID came, you know, job Didn't over. Yeah. And um, I carried on writing, but it wasn't, nothing was getting, all the stuff that I was doing for, for my clients, my business clients, it wasn't getting found. I was like, mm-hmm. God, this is awful. It's like, this is mm-hmm. really bad. I'm supposed to be, you know, management consultant, professional writer. I can pretend to be the CEO of, of companies and, and write to the investors and tell them how their business, how their investments are doing. Mm-hmm. I can't get anything seen online. I said, shit, this is really bad. <laughs> so I then, that's when I learned all about SEO, curiosity. How can I get this to work? How can I get these articles to show up on the first page of Google? How can I get these websites to get more traffic? And I think I just I just started exploring and I wasn't scared. I think that's another thing. You know, I just like I was just open minded. And and I think, as I say, that almost childlike, it was like, oh, you know, so what's a URL slug then? You know, and <laughs> oh, that sounds stupid. Why is it called a slug? You know, like yeah. all these and vaguely un- uncomfortable out in the garden is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so that's that's how I've got here is, you know, is is curiosity. And um, uh, what was the other? What did I say? I came out with this thing. I felt very sage. Um, a comf- I'm comfortable in confusion. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm happy there. You know, I'm, I'm don't get. Because, but not you're not swirling in the confusion. You're just oh, saying. I, no, this, I am. This, I'm swirling. I, I okay. swirl as much as anyone. I swirl as much as anyone. <laughs> I am. You know, vortexing around. Like, don't don't get me wrong, but I I'm okay with that, and I think that's actually something that's a real skill. I think as that comes when you as you Mm. get older, is Mm -hmm. is that comfort in not knowing what the hell is going on because we've been through that cycle how many million times where it ends and it does become clear. So, Mm -hmm. and I think again, I think that's perhaps where. I that I bring that to my teaching you know I'm like it's okay yeah. it's okay not to know what you're doing it's okay 
<laughs> first of all, you've got me by your side, and you, you know, and 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 you you both know that I've got the prize for the most stupid question because I want people to feel comfortable, you know, in that confusion, sitting mm. there, and and it, it's going to be okay. We'll come out the other end. It just might be like we're going through the car wash at the moment, but it's fine. Well, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about going through the car wash, Sarah. The metaphor I'd use is you're you're sort of helping them hop on your surfboard of this wave of confusion exactly. rather yeah, than watching good. them drown. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. I love it. That it reminds me of again, a bit like my son. You know, being you know being the lead. I'm I'm at the front of the surfboard. It's okay, right. guys. It's okay. You know, we'll be right. <laughs> yeah. So ju just sort of like going back to hypnotherapy for a moment, mm. then and sort of now we've had the big reveal that you did training hypnotherapy. Yeah. But also, a lot of your clients that you help with their SEO are hypnotherapists, aren't they? Yeah. And NLP mm -hmm. practitioners. Yep. yep. Uh, and, other, and other kinds of practitioners as well. Yeah. Uh, what do you, how do you find working with hypnotherapists then, knowing you've got a background in it yourself? Well, I, you know, I, I, one of my favorite things about working for myself is being able to choose who I work with, mm. you know, and, and I value creativity, compassion and care that, you know, they're all the things mm -hmm. I really love about, you know, people mm. and, you know, I think as a, you know, I think hypnotherapy is one of the most profound things that we have. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I genuinely do. I really genuinely do. It's so powerful, so important. And and so from my business perspective, if I can help a hypnotherapist get their websites showing up on the first page of Google or their blogs out there mm -hmm. showing up and being read, actually being read. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then that that whole sales funnel being kicked off so that they end up taking on new clients. You know, I feel like I'm doing kind of services to the hypnotherapy industry. Well, you do. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You absolutely I, do. <laughs> I believe in it. I believe, I believe in yeah. it passionately as a tool that we've got. So, yeah. And then that's it. It's not, it's not magic. Yes, I said magic is explained. It's then science. But yeah. it, it also, it isn't us doing something it's us being trained to know when people can do this for themselves yes. you, you teach somebody to do it for themselves and it's, which means you're in a constant marketing mode because all your clients graduate well, yeah, that's true that's true damn fix that one no 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 but it's a bit like me it's like well they're on first page of google yeah fine all right see bye <laughs> but um no that i mean that's you know that's that's life isn't it and and um, no, it's 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 great. And what, what what what's that saying about you know knocking you know somebody paying loads of money for a bloke? Do you remember that story about there's a ship and it's and it's broken down and somebody pays him a thousand dollars and he just bangs on the side of the ship and the guy's gone. Well, is that all you're going to do? He said you're not it paying me for my you're not paying me for my time. You're paying me for for knowing yeah. you know where exactly. to get. For, and that's for the ten years like it took to train to do this, not the ten yeah, years exactly. it took and to fix it. Yeah, exactly, and that's the hypnotherapy. It says, you, yeah. know, you, you know, you're 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 not You're not you're not going to fix the problem, but you're going to you're going to get to this. You know exactly how to get to the source that mm. that, that thought mm -hmm. that you need to help them change to change everything else. Yeah, I mean, and this is all it is as well. I always find with hypnotherapy because we were talking sort of pre-recording about um, when we have that initial consultation with people. Yeah. And I always find, I always look out for that light bulb moment with people. Because once you explain to them how these thoughts can occur, how the mind works and how they can help themselves, generally, 
um, you see that light bulb moment in them. And the minute people realize that they can control something themselves, they feel mm -hmm. empowered immediately and they're already on the road to where they want to be. Yeah. And that's, I mean, again, so, th so this is like, there's a real parallel there in my business is, mm. is, is once you tell someone that they can get out the back seat and take the steering wheel, Mm. They that they can drive, they can get themselves onto page one of Google. They're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't yes. realize. I know, I I thought I had, I you know, I thought I was on the back foot here. I thought, you know, I had to listen and do what I'm told. Mm. You know, actually, yeah. you know, it, it's brilliant, and that's I suppose that's empowerment, isn't it? Well, but it's yeah, brilliant I mean, to see it happen. I tell you what, we're thick on the metaphors today, Sarah, because I'm mm. thinking, you know, you're not you're not selling fish, you're selling a fishing rod, and they can do it themselves. We are, we're selling fishing rods. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Care to throw a metaphor in, Denise? Come on, come no, on. Denise. We've probably had quite sufficient before. <laughs> we, have, we haven't had enough, definitely. <laughs> did you take the hypnotherapy training that you did out of curiosity? Or yeah, no, of course. I mean, you know, it, so you wasn't you weren't expecting to launch a hypnotherapy practice. You just no, I was just really, I just, I, I don't, you know, I, I'd been, I just genuinely really interested in it, you know, and, and I'd, I'd, I'd done my love NLP training, and there was quite a bit, you know, there was a lot of people did NLP training and hypnotherapy training, and um, mm -hmm. but I just, I just, I just, I just loved it. I just so fascinating, so powerful, mm -hmm. um, you know. Yeah, and I, I think the, the curiosity around hypnotherapy for me was, you know, seeing the, um, you know, the stage hypnotherapists and and all the kind of, and I I couldn't, I was really curious to see how it could be something other than stage hypnotherapy, you know, and I wanted to understand how and why it was, and that's why I mm -hmm. wanted to do the training to understand, and then once I'd done the training, I was just like, oh my god, you know, this is insane. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, completely different, completely mm. different. So mm. you studied NLP as well? Yeah, yeah. Mm. So I went, did master, you know, up to master practitioner. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's been something that, you know, I studied, started studying that. Again, not necessarily because I wanted to be a, an NLP practitioner, but um, it was, I'd got really bad postnatal depression after I had my second child. Mm -hmm. And I just, I, you know, I, I went to the doctors and I was given, I literally, I was in there for, I think, five minutes. And I was given a packet of antidepressants and, you know, sent on my merry way. I remember I went for, to the coffee shop with this new prescription in my hand and I just looked at it and thought, oh, I don't want to do this. And now there's nothing wrong with antidepressants at all. You know, there's absolutely, lives. <laughs> you know, absolutely 100%. But I didn't need them. I wanted, I needed someone to talk to me. I needed to, I needed help. I needed conversations yeah. and I needed mm. connections and all that kind of stuff. I didn't need to be putting pills down my throat. Mm -hmm. and, um, so I started, ex this is really like that whole exploration of the mind and thinking mm -hmm. and thoughts. And yeah, yeah. I know I really managed to manage through learning about NLP, basically using myself as a test case, got myself out of, out of that depression mm. Yeah, yeah. But again, we're not dissing antidepressants. One hundred percent not. They, Though they yeah, are absolutely they can be life -saving. and they do the most incredible things um, when they're used in the right context. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's so there are, but you know, there are so there are a lot of things that can either complement them, yeah, or um, you know, or you know, having having longer conversations around 
people's real needs i think is important too mm-hmm. yeah i mean this is it um you, you've used the, the the word we use there as well compliment them hypnotherapy mm. psychotherapy can mm. really complement yeah um, yeah you know mm-hmm. somebody who's on um antidepressants and what have you um yeah. i think you know D- denise and i both agree that they can be great you know they can be lifesavers oh absolutely absolutely 100 yeah they're essential um you know just yeah i mean it does say learning nlp was something that that i found very empowering and, and mm. brought me out of that whole yeah again mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff you learn when you when you learn nlp mm. is about um the thought processes in our mind and how we can take control of them so again yeah, it's that that, as you we were about... saying you know just getting myself really you know, like get i always describe it as getting myself off the back foot off that my back foot mm-hmm. that was really important to me it was just like standing on my own two feet again like mm-hmm. standing tall and mm-hmm. that, that was that was okay it was like yeah okay and then you know my, my parents both died and it was really really horrible difficult oh, time again you know bang you know nlp comes out you know it's yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. a really amazing skill to have in your in your back pocket mm-hmm. yeah I, I find um a lot of people like nlp who say oh i'd never have hypnotherapy i go for nlp and it's like well yeah. there ain't a lot of difference between the two no. <laughs> <laughs> it's but again it's 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 interesting what the general public has has decided it means you know mm. hypnosis it's it's the stuff they see on tv and and movies with the swinging watches and the, mm, mm. yeah and, and it's the interesting because it's really interesting um you know and it's still it's still there it's funny even with what was his name paul mckenna and i think he turned from stage to mm. you know to, okay. to mm. proper hypnotherapy um and i still don't think it's been quite you know quite accepted as a as a mm-hmm. as a um as as a you know as the powerful tool it, it it can be yeah well that's it for as long as there are stage hypnotists using it for yeah. entertainment there will yeah. always be that association between the two and yet as you know yourself now they are quite far mm. removed so i think it's me... just so unique that it can have both sides to it i mean there's not mm-hmm. very, you don't do kind of stage surgery do you or suppose they did yeah. in the past they used but, to know, people used to come did, in exactly exactly the theater yeah they did that's why yeah exactly but um yeah they did that stage autopsy on channel four a couple oh, of years ago God, didn't yeah they? yeah that, that this this no this this line's not working the argument's not working but <laughs> yeah uh, uh, uh. So, but the oh, the thing that is really nice is that some people in the medical profession know about it and yeah. gradually more people will know about it martin's other one of his other little branches of of people who come to see him works alongside a, a, hip, no, a hypnotherapy clinic <laughs> a regular psychiatry clinic yeah um, i, I work have... in a, a private therapy clinic where they've got nine consultant psychiatrists and mm. um, they do in-house referrals to me for hypnotherapy yeah. Uh, yeah. generally for people who one have sort of like discussed it obviously with the psychiatrist but where often cbt hasn't been a good fit for somebody mm-hmm. then they're willing to try hypnotherapy and i think this is so brilliant and i think you know i this this is this is the start this is this is where it's starting now isn't it mm-hmm. you need to have psychiatrists referring to hypnotherapists is of course of course you would yeah. cool. mm. you know and it's and you know and and speaking to Denise, to, to Denise and, and seeing the work that she's doing with doctors and all that kind of stuff it's it's really I think starting to gain momentum and I think that's mm-hmm. what's needed 
to make that switch mm. uh, to to make it you know a lot more m- mainstream you know like you just yeah you know hypnotherapy becomes yeah. something that you're prescribed i wish we could be called hypnosis technicians yeah <laughs> i wish that people would just it's not we're not in competition with other forms of therapy no <laughs> not at all it, it, it complements the complementary therapies that are out there. Um, yeah, it, it's yeah. like, especially when, um, you know, when people actually realize going for hypnotherapy is not a matter of just going there straight away and the, you know, the hypnotist putting you into a state of hypnosis. The pre-talk is absolutely vital, um, mm-hmm. you know, and that's when a lot of the work is done. A lot of the exploration is done, a lot of the, um, you know, getting to know the client Mm -hmm. and empowering the client in that part of the session. Um, And then, yes, you have the hypnosis. But see, that's why I think the word hypnotherapy is a good one. That's Mm. how I Oh, it is. But we do have that therapy element to it. It's not just hypnosis as such. No. In the US, yeah, yeah. it's a problem here. More and more states, the psychotherapy unions or whatever they are mm-hmm. object to us calling ourselves hypnotherapists so officially i'm a consulting hypnotist um because there are some states where i cannot be foot put forward and obviously the internet goes everywhere yeah, <laughs> so, yeah 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 and it's so silly you know you have respiratory therapists you have x-ray technicians so I think, therapists yes exactly <laughs> that's and true not, yeah we're not, we're not in competition <laughs> It's a, well, it's just classic, classic human beings, isn't it? Oh, no. You know, like lack mentality. Yeah. So tell me then, Sarah, because I'm going to keep chiseling away with this. Okay, go on. Now now that I know that you trained (laughs) as a hypnotherapist, how did you feel the first time you sent somebody into hypnosis in your training? I didn't believe I'd done it. Mm. you know because I was expecting them to be well again you know you expect somebody slumped on the chair you know (laughs) and it was just like it was it was um it was uh, not no underwhelming is not the word it was it was very I think I felt it was a for me it was a very calm kind Mm. of it I felt I knew when they'd they'd gone Mm -hmm. because there was this peace that came that came over and it and it was like, and 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 then the more times I did it, it was like that was the that was what I learned to to understand was the point at which we were ready to 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 start. Yeah. And some depending on the person, obviously, you know, you think you know, it does it does take different different you know t- t- lengths of time to to, oh, yeah. to reach that 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 point. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, until until you've trained in hypnosis and you've been hypnotized by students. So often they suggest, would you like to be in hypnosis? Yes, please, clunk. It's so fast. It's so fast. Yeah, yeah. So many times. But I think, and that goes back to what we said before, though, the trust, you know, like, you know, how important it is to have that initial conversation to establish the trust first. Because, again, if you don't establish that trust up front, Mm -hmm. my experience was then that took a lot longer to, you know, for someone to allow themselves Mm -hmm. To, to I, I don't know why I always call it go under because I, I it, it to me it, it's it like anesthesia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's like, but for me it was, but it is almost like a slipping to slipping under the water. It's like it's it's that that's that works for me as as an image. It might not for lots of other people, but it was just that um, there's you know submitting to it. You know that whole mm-hmm. kind of 
oh, you know, it, yeah. but trust, trust is a huge element of that. Yeah, absolutely. It is. Absolutely. It is. Mm. And mm. Talk, talking of trust, Sarah. Okay. Yes. I'm, Denise and I will both shout this from the rooftops. Your clients can absolutely trust you. So if somebody's yes. interested in SEO, please explain a little bit to them about it and how they can get in touch with you. Because believe it or not, we're almost at the end of the episode. Oh, <laughs> oh God, I love talking. The to information you. will be in the show notes. Yes, yeah, as well. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, I'm very, I very much um, work with with people who are um, SEO curious, who you know, who who've heard of it, who know they ought to be doing something about it, but really don't have any they've got haven't got the first clue where to start it, you mm. know you know they've maybe had a stab around and they've backed out quickly because i think oh my god it's like whoa it's all the it. acronyms i think it's the <laughs> it's the, all the nonsense and pressing funky buttons on google analytics and going oh my god i'm gonna break my website um so what I do is, is, you know, I got, you know, a very, very structured approach. You know, this is where we start. This is what you do next. It's step by step mm-hmm. and holding all the way through basically with, with, you know, the, the, the ultimate goal is to get the people I work with to optimize their websites, to optimize their content so that they start showing up on the first page of Google. And there's mm-hmm. this stat I love, 97.6% of people have websites that aren't optimized. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's you know, 96.7% of pages don't show up on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, so I can help you get mm-hmm. you know, get yourself out there, get yourself showing up on the first page of Google, because actually there isn't a huge amount of competition when you think about it. Mm-hmm. If only mm-hmm. two point whatever, where three percent of right. people are actually optimizing them. So that's, that's really interesting, Sarah. Yeah. Would, yeah. would it be fair to say then? Okay, mm-hmm. if somebody can write a letter in Word and save it, you mm-hmm. can teach them how to SEO their website. Oh, one one hundred percent. Yeah, I can show them how to get that document showing up on the first page of google because again quick geeky stat only less than one percent of people ever look at anything on page two or mm-hmm. position yeah. and beyond right it has to be on page one or else you will not get seen yeah. and so you're I, already I, pushed down the page because of yeah, all the ads exactly, are there now exactly so yeah. you know write yourself a word document come and talk to me i'll show you how to structure it you know set it all up on your website so that it's mm. optimized and it will it will start showing up on page one and actually get seen all that blood sweat and tears is actually rewarded right it's also one of the most important things about understanding what it is you're asking your website to do yeah. is if you want to have somebody else do stuff for you you have to know whether what you're asking them to do is doable of course <laughs> so and and frankly with some people if you're being taken as an idiot <laughs> you know it, you, you're intimidated you don't know the language some bloke comes along and says oh yeah da, 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 it's going to cost you 800 quid and you go okay uh, you don't have any idea whether they've I have done to the, yeah they don't have any idea whether you've done they've actually done the work for you and you 99 of the time you're massively underwhelmed by the results going back mm-hmm. to our empowerment talk if you can do it if you know how to do that you save yourself tons of money and and you know what to do if you ever do want to, you know, start outsourcing it to people. Yeah, you can check up on them. Yeah, make yeah sure they're doing it right. <laughs> you can. I mean, you can be checking up, you know, but or you just you you're. You can have a conversation between equals. equals. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Conversation of equals. Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Right. Thank you, Sarah, so much for coming on. Thank you so much for coming yes. on. Yeah. 
Brilliant. Oh, Thank you. Very we both missed you very much. Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's one of the one of the downsides of having a business that works once you've got a big website that works. <laughs>